Have you ever had thoughts and opinions you were apprehensive to share? Is the state of our current society inducing feelings of anxiety and distress? Is making yourself heard been a never-ending struggle? Four people felt the same way you do and decided to make a podcast about it. Listen to Apollyon, Dice, Misnomer, and Wretched laugh, cry, and ultimately discuss the plight of humanity as they struggle to navigate the maze of thoughts. I'm Misnomer, and we have Apollyon. Say hi. Hey, hey what's up? And we have Disclaimer, Wretched here. I am Ungover. <laughs> we also have Wretched here. Yeah, no, it completely, like, Weirdly lagged my fucking Discord. That's weird. <laughs> That's a good introduction. <laughs> yes, as you can see, we are navigating our technical side of our podcast today, but that's all right. You've joined us at a great time because we have great topics to share with you today. Mm hmm. Gotcha. So, who would like to start with their topics today? So as you guys should know, uh, there's been this whole topic, which kind of died down a little bit, honestly. People stopped talking about this, but the net neutrality thing uh, has been a topic for, you know, a few years now. Uh, although people have not been talking about it because it's kind of in 2018, people kind of, you know, things tend to come up to the top very quickly and, and die out very fast. Uh, anyway, so California apparently passed the, the net neutrality law. Uh, there's, there's things still going on there. The, but I think they actually, I think they actually managed to come up with an understanding. Um, because net neutrality, people might have forgotten about it. But if this, if this like dies out, if, if there's no net neutrality anymore, People have to understand that this is going to have repercussions. And Europe was kind of going like, oh, yeah, but that's only for American stuff. Yeah, uh, I think, honestly, in, in my country, I don't think there is actually net neutrality. So I think companies actually take advantage of that shit. Uh, the problem is, well, honestly, America has the eyes of the world on it. And if something starts working in a certain way in America, everybody's, everybody's going to try to capitalize on it. So I do think that net neutrality, if it's gone, a lot of companies everywhere in the world are going to start doing the same thing. And a lot of countries are going to do the same thing. What do you guys think about that? I agree with that. Um, because I remember um, when it was proposed to remove net neutrality, uh, because this was something that President Obama put into place as a way mm -hmm. of protecting um, businesses as well as the rights of American people when it comes to browsing the internet and having kind of like an equal space that's private and affordable. But unfortunately, you have businesses that want to capitalize on up and coming things like having fast, high speed internet and the content that you use. So if net neutrality is disbanded, and this is my understanding of it. If net neutrality is disbanded, that means that companies can essentially take over internet plans and have control over what people browse, how long they can mm -hmm. utilize high-speed internet, 
and charge people anything they want in order for access to certain things. So that puts a lot of people at a disadvantage considering our wage gap and the class, the middle class essentially disappearing. Uh, yeah, so, so basically, if you are watching a video on YouTube, companies could then say, all right, so the standard resolution is going to be 480p. But if you want to watch this on 720p, you're going to have to pay five bucks. If you're going to watch it, if you want to watch this in 1080p, you're going to have to pay 10 bucks. If you're going to, if you want to watch this in 4k, you're going to pay 20 bucks. So it's basically taking control of things that are basically neutral now. So mm -hmm. if your internet can get a 4k video and your, your hardware as well, you can watch it. No problem. It all depends on your software and hardware, but without net neutrality, you can't do that. Uh, companies mm -hmm. can literally capitalize on it, and that's a bad thing because it, it, it's it's going to be a lot more expensive stuff. Um, oh yeah, than it actually is. What do you think, Wretched? No, I agree. I don't think it should be. Uh, I, I think everyone should have access to anything as long as they have internet. Yeah, yeah. That's, it makes a lot of sense, too, because now that we have, I guess, schooling is going digital or, you know, online. If kids don't have access to certain bits of information for their school, they're at a disadvantage academically to their peers. And that, you know, that makes things even more difficult for them moving forward. So I think it's very important. I'm very happy that California decided to pass net neutrality as opposed to disbanding it. And I hope that the other states will follow suit just for the mm -hmm. sake of having equality in information. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. All right, next topic then. Okay, I guess it's my turn. All right, guys, we're going to get a little heavy right now. So there is a woman named Ro. Oh, what's her name? How do you pronounce that? She's got a really weird name. But I am. What's her name? Da, 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 da. Ro Elori Kunto. And she is a part of something called the Institute of Feminine Grace and has advertisements for wife school. Um, mm -hmm. And normally this caters toward Black or African American women that are interested in becoming, I guess, top tier wives or immaculate women that embrace their femininity. Now it was recently discovered that she would charge, I think it's a $30,000 investment or program that teaches you everything from how to dress, how to speak, how to command your presence in certain situations. And of essentially how to achieve a man, like a matchmaking process is done on top of that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Really? So yes, it's, ooh, it's something else. So I'm going to start by saying, I don't believe in this. Uh, marriage is something that happens between two individuals. And even though the, the Institute of Marriage has shifted over the years and we've gotten to a place where divorce is, 50% of marriages in America result in divorce these days. It's a personal choice and it is something that 
essentially is between the two people. Now, this woman is stating that in order to get a quality man, you have to give up your independence as a woman and kind of assign yourself to to the 1940s and 1950s version of what a housewife is. So what exactly is identified as a quality man? Well, a man that does criteria for a quality man, (laughs) according to this woman, a quality man is a man who does everything. So he's the one that is she a feminist? No, she's not. That's her thing. She's actually she's hardcore against feminism because she thinks it destroys what women are. Um, Mm. And it's very disturbing because unfortunately, Many women buy into this mentality and have spent their hard-earned money to become these exemplary wives, as she likes to describe them. But mm. it turns out this woman's not even married herself. So this, so <laughs> this entire yeah. this facade that she's painted and this information that she's marketed to women feeds on their insecurities. And this woman has managed to make hundreds of thousands of dollars from people and feeding off their insecurities. I think it's mm-hmm. terrible. But in your opinion, I'm going to ask the two gentlemen here, in your opinion, what is something you look for in a significant other? Uh, I, I don't know. Honestly, it's like uh, it just has to click, I think. You know? Mm-hmm. It's it's something that you don't just you don't oh, oh I'm looking for this type I I don't I don't I don't believe that mm-hmm. I believe that if you're looking for a certain type of again like you said significant other I think it's not gonna work it, it, like this whole mentality this whole online dating thing it, it to me it's stupid I honestly think we should forget about that you know mm-hmm. I think. Uh, because it's it's not like shopping. It's it's not like you're not going shopping. You know what I mean? It, it's it's choosing someone that you have to be comfortable with. You have to you know understand what's going on with them. They have to understand what's going on with you. You have to put up with each other's stuff. It's not it's not a choice. You don't like. I don't think you go on. You know, it, it's just stupid to me, honestly. <laughs> you don't like people uh, i'm gonna go on this side like i had a friend of mine he's actually getting like i actually we actually talked about this before mm-hmm. and he's getting married to someone he found online and it's been a year since they've been together that's 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 a major mistake honestly mm-hmm. so wretched what do you think, or what is your ideal, I know that you're already married, but what is your ideal, I guess, wife template? I'm about to get attacked right now, I already know this. <laughs> um, personally, I, I agree to an extent with, with this lady. I, I don't think someone should go out of their way to, like a woman should go out of their way to put themselves in that position to where it's like, if they've got a job, you know, before getting married, whatever, uh, or, like, if they've got a job and they get married and they're like, husbands don't have a job, whatever. The rules can be reversed. But I feel like 
At all times, in a family, one should stay home, take care of the house and the kids. The other should go out and work. And you're, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And so that way, like, one makes the money, one deals with, like, the financial stuff. And, what, you know, one goes out and busts their ass for all that, and the other works at home. That, mm-hmm. That's how I see things. Can I give my opinion on that? Yes. I think both uh, the man and the woman started working because of this whole like mentality nowadays of consuming materialistic products, like bullshit, basically. Mm-hmm. And we crave for these things nowadays. It's like, oh, I want the latest iPhone. I want the, the best TV around. I want the best dishwasher. It's like, and, and both of them start working because you got to f- be able to afford these things. But what does that matter? What does that matter? Like, why not just, you know, have one work, the other one stays home, uh, you know, dealing with that sort of stuff and, you know, cleaning the house and shit. And it's, it's not a, it's not, I'm not saying like it, it has to be the woman, the man can do the exact same thing, but it's different. Uh, I actually have another guy. I actually know a guy who, who stays home taking care of his kid and uh, his wife actually does the job. Actually works a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that to, to an extent. I mean, uh, I think you know the roles can be reversed as long as someone's staying home with the kids, someone's taking care of the house, someone's working, someone's making money. I think it's fine. Um, and personally, I think here in like America, anyways, a lot of it has to do with, in my opinion, like feminism because it's been pushing. Like feminism, I see is they push a lot to where men are the exact same as women. Where honestly, mm. that that's not the case. I mean, it sucks to say. It I'm not, not saying we're not equal. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you know, let's say to children, anyways, women can give more like the caring and affection to a child than a man, man can, mm-hmm. generally. And a man is more of like the you know they teach them for the most part. They they you know show them how things are supposed to be done, and they're kind of like the bad cop in a way when it comes to like punishment and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, I think both in a traditional family, you know, both play a role that has to be equal. Okay. It is a fact that men are stronger than women. Right. It is a fact that men work the, you know, typically the, 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 like the, the demanding jobs. It's a fact. It's, it's not like an opinion. The, right. the women can be stronger than men too. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that. If a, if I find a body a bodybuilder that's that's a female, and yeah, she's probably gonna kick my ass in in arm wrestling or something. But well, that's an exception to the rule, though. Exactly, exactly. Just like is 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 a it's a very you know the the odds of that happening are very slight. Are very uh, very few odds of that happening. It's not yeah, like. I, I don't know. I feel like if it's like you got to do, if you want to talk about the whole equality thing, you got to take it from equal parts. So let's say, assuming Miss Nomer over here isn't a bodybuilder, generally <laughs> I'm going to be stronger than she is, biologically. But yep. like that, that's what I'm saying. You have to take it from within the same, um, same class, not class, same section, I guess. Because I mean, yeah, if you want to talk about a woman bodybuilder, okay, let's talk about. A man bodybuilder who's going to be stronger than you know obviously a man's probably going to be stronger you know 
Okay, mm -hmm. I see. I see what you're saying, guys. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm a feminist. And oh boy. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> that's that's normally the response I get when I say that. But allow me to explain my perception of feminism. Yeah, go for Ulti it. Ultimately, it comes down to not necessarily equality, but equity. So when it comes to, for, like you're saying, um, we know that men are biologically stronger than women in many cases. And unfortunately, we've had this development of society surrounding that understanding. And that's fine. It becomes a problem when you immediately write off a woman because she's a woman for doing certain things. So, for example, now we have female firefighters, female police officers, female construction workers. These are normally um, considered like male roles, male dominated roles or masculine um, like places in society. But women have proved that they can also do this job. So, I mean, that's what I consider feminism to be, is that if, some, if a woman, or a man even, can prove that they can live up to the task or the challenge, there shouldn't be any barriers that are placed in their way to do so. So, I mean, women can be bodybuilders too, and that's fine. It's not something that should be looked down upon. It's kind of like everyone has the opportunity to do what they want without social barriers. That's mm. so. It sounds like you're more of a, like a traditional feminist type of thing, more than a modern yes. feminist. Yeah, okay. basically, you're not a feminazi. You see, and that's that's another thing. I'm going to completely disregard feminazis because, as far as I'm concerned, they do not represent the feminist feminist mentality. So they shouldn't be associated with it at all because they give it a bad name, and it's that negative connotation that comes with the conversation of feminism is perpetuated because of them. So they are not feminists. They are just angry people, angry women or men, because men can be feminists too. So it's... Uh. I feel like I'm in the middle there, though. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to discount a woman that wants to be a, a cop or a woman that wants to be, you know, a firefighter or anything like that. But ideally... Okay, let's say there's... I don't know... Um, a domestic violence call okay uh -huh. and it's you know a man that's beating a woman whatever i i personally i think a man should probably go out there just because of that male to female um biological difference i mean uh -huh. i'm not saying a female shouldn't go out there but i'm saying you know a male should needs to be out there as well you know they they need some kind of support in that aspect in my opinion and i think uh, in terms and, Go on, go on. No, I, I was just saying, like, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, at least here in America, we've always had the, at least in the past, we've always had this whole thing of, and it is considered like a gender role where it's, you know, we protect the women and the children and the men go out and do, you know, the, the, the harder shit, the fighting, you know, stuff like that. And I feel mm -hmm. like we have gone against that a lot. And I feel like that is something that should probably be, um, in my opinion, re- brought back anyways um to an extent and like i said I, i'm not against a woman that wants to be a police officer or anything go for it but at the same time if we're gonna send them out on on these certain calls yeah they have a gun they have a taser and all that at the same time there's men out there that are getting you know their guns and tasers taken from them 
and yeah. from from other men. And I can only imagine what what would happen if a female came up against that. Yeah, and I'm thinking it should be more merit based. So if that male officer has you know proven he's better equipped to handle a situation, heck yeah, go ahead. We we need that from you. Just as if a female officer has also proven merit based, like she's well versed in martial arts or she's scored very highly in self-defense training or, you know, um, de-escalating situations. Like she should certainly be given the chance considering she's proven herself to be able to handle situations like that. So what I'm trying to get at is we should get away from just because someone, I'm going to say biologically is represented a certain way. It should be more merit-based. What have you proven yourself to be through experience and training essentially yeah, what, I, what i was about to say earlier is i i disagree with with that situation because you can like obviously uh biologically speaking the, ma- the male is stronger than a female but however um if if it's a police officer uh, a police officer she she needs training and the mm-hmm. guy probably doesn't have any training the guy's probably just a typical dude who, I mean, it could be a boxer or whatever, but uh, the police officer needs training to defend herself. It's not even just a matter of tasers or, or, or guns. It's just a matter of like, you need to have training to defend yourself in a, um, I don't know, like in a face-to-face situation mm-hmm. where, in my opinion, I think the the guy might be stronger, but the, the, the woman, the police officer, um, must have training to defend herself. Mm-hmm. Right. No, yes. training is definitely you know always going to be a factor, but I don't think it's going to be as much of a factor. It, training can only do you so much if there's a certain amount of strength given. You know. So I mean, what I mean by that is like, let's say, well, let's just say I'm immensely stronger than this number. Let's just say. F- yeah, fighting has nothing to do with strength. <laughs> Well, no, I, I understand that, but it, but it comes down to if I get my hands on her and I wrap around her and I'm stronger, more than likely she's not going to get out unless, you know, she can pull something out of her ass, you know? You mean unless I'm trained in judo and mixed martial arts like I am? Oh, no. Okay. I get that. <laughs> but like, okay. Because, okay, I, I mean, I, I'm... I have boxing, wrestling, and a little bit of MMA, personally. But I mean, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like things happen so fast, you can be trained. Yes, I get it. You can be trained at certain things, but in the end of things, strength still, still does have a factor. But and not, at that it's point, it's a battle much. of... Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, if you're talking about two trained individuals going head-to-head, then it becomes a matter of who's the better practitioner, not necessarily coming down to your, um, I guess, your gender. It's more so who or who's smartest. Tra- yeah, like who's who's smarter, who can maneuver better, who has the technique under like under wraps. It's it just comes down to who is the better practitioner and who can think what better under pressure. And I mean, we've proven, people have proven that it takes all kinds. So, so let's say, cause I, I, okay, so um, my wife's uncle, I think he is, um, was a cop. Okay, he went through the training, he went through all that. 
he he taught me a little bit and he showed me a little bit but for the most part a lot of the some of the things that they do involving trying to get someone under control does take you know you have to move their arm this way in order to get the get into position to get the move down you know or you mm-hmm. have to you have to pull you know their leg out you know but like let's say you know you are trying to move my arm but i'm just you know i'm locking up like it's not happening mm-hmm. then i mean at that point i, I feel like yeah you, you could be practice you could be the better practitioner all you want and again let's say i'm not trained at all whatever but as long as I'm, I'm locking up you're not moving this arm like you're trying to get like let's say you're trying to get like an arm bar I'm not moving this arm. You can't get this arm out. You're never going to get it. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's what? only a few things. Like, hypothetically speaking, I mean, there, a fight can go so many different ways. You know? Right. Like, no, it definitely can. A person, if, like, if a guy is smart and, and basically, let's say one has like one thing that they can grab, boom, hits in the head, the guy gets unconscious. So right. who, who loses that? <laughs> the guy doesn't pick up anything and is probably not, like holding on to, to the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the, the training is, is like whoever has training. I mean, I've seen like bouncers in front of a disco with a guy drunk <laughs> going at him and he just like he just twists them and holds them and, and just knocks them out by just like choking them it's not choking them to death but just like makes them unconscious mm-hmm. uh so it's like you can be a wrestler you can be a, a, a judo fighter you can be whatever but at the end of the day if i if i grab onto you <laughs> it doesn't matter it doesn't it literally doesn't matter so oh, yeah so i understand say- what you're saying but like let's say you are you are holding on to my neck or, or you're like with what's it called a choke hold or whatever the fuck um <laughs> so you're like holding on to me and i just like i i just kick your legs a lot because i can do that you're you're holding on to my neck but i can kick your legs um and i mean if you're if your legs are really fucking strong and 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 like it doesn't even matter if you get kicked a lot, then yeah, you're gonna win that because you're gonna make make me weak, and at some point I don't have strength to uh, kick, and eventually I'm I'm unconscious. But if 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 you're if you're we- if your uh, legs are weak, then you're probably gonna drop me because you're gonna ah oh, my legs oh shit, you know. Um, so fights can go so many different ways. It's it's up to the guy that's the smartest one. Usually, the smartest one wins, not the strongest one. Yeah, I've personally I've seen it go both ways. I mean, like, and I, I get where you guys are coming from. I totally do. And I mean, it, it I get it, completely get it. I, I agreed to an extent, like I said. But like, okay, let's say for wrestling. the strongest guy could also be the smartest. Keep that in mind. No, I get you. Yeah. I get you. I completely understand that. But let's say. Uh, wrestling. Okay, I was in wrestling for for many years. Um, let's say I went. Well, there's been multiple times where I've gone against someone that's wrestled way longer than I have, and that they're much better at wrestling. They're smarter at wrestling. They know way more than I do. All that, but they are a lot weaker than I am. So yeah, they mm-hmm. they might be faster. They may be getting all over me. Whatever. They might get me to the ground and almost have me. 
But once they're in that point where, okay, cool, I have them. All I got to do is like, you know, post up an arm, grab their arm, post it up. They can't do anything with that arm. They got to try to move around, squirm around, try to get out of that. Okay, I get up. I, I'm able to get up with my one arm, my legs. You know, I'm able to push away, get up. Okay, and I grab you now. And I just slam you. Now the tides have turned. And mm-hmm. I'm on top. Um, I'm a lot stronger. I, I put all my weight on you so I know you can't get up. Like, you know, th- that's where I'm coming from on this whole thing. And I think in that situation, you've outmaneuvered them. And so you've used a combination of strength and strategy to take this person down because they don't have that key component or weren't able to use their skills appropriately. It left a wide open opening for you to end the fight. And that's very important when it comes down to one-on-one altercations. It's who can get the upper hand the fastest and end the fight quicker because stamina tends to have a huge role in many situations. If you're not conditioned to have long-standing fights, of course you're going to be winded and the other person can easily overpower you. But if you can end the fight quickly, that's where technique and strategy come into play. Like I, I'm, I'm well aware that many people are stronger than me, especially when they're men. So I have to be able to use what I know to take them out fast because I can't drag a fight out. I know this. I'm aware of this. Yeah. So like, that's what it just comes down to is using what you have and being able to apply it the best way you can in a situation. So training does take into consideration. So what it sounds mm-hmm. like, and I, I correct me if I'm wrong, um, but from what I heard, it sounds like you're saying that it's more of you train. It's training if you end it fast, right? In my situation, yes. Okay, because I, yeah, I was gonna say no because, like I said, I've done MMA for a little bit, and mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not well. I'm not good at ending things fast. Like I would rather drag it out, and then once they're tagged, I know they're using all their energy at the beginning. I'll go ahead mm-hmm. and let, let loose because at that point, what okay, you're talking about yeah. there though is 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 a, it's sports. It's meant for entertainment. It's not meant for for self defense. Like uh, boxing, uh, wrestling. That's that's not that's not meant for self defense. That's meant for for sports and entertainment. Like okay. well, what they do say- in the octagon when they're fighting in UFC. That's meant to be dragged out as much as possible because people don't people don't want to pay to like watch a guy get knocked out with one punch. That's right. meant to be entertaining. Okay, mm-hmm. Let's say let's say high school fights. Okay, let's say mm-hmm. at that point, m- mostly in high school, no one has training. You know, you're the same on on every level. Let who who usually wins that one? The one that throws the biggest haymaker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've I've seen that happen, but I mean, at the same time, I, I, it's been in my experience, it's been very rare that I've ever seen the weaker guy win. Oh yeah, no, of course, because at that point, but that's the thing. The, the smartest guy doesn't mean that it's the weakest guy. The smartest guy could be anything, mm-hmm. but you, you, the guy that assesses the situation and responds to it the best is the smartest one. Uh, like you, you have that example for, for instance, of the like, um, I don't know, it was the bullying situation, like a a guy, a fatter kid, 
basically just grabs this like so the 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 kid that was bullying the the fat guy was a skinny like he was a toothpick basically you know what i mean so it's like what what does he have in in his uh advantage nothing nothing what he has is the other the other kid is afraid of him because he's bullying him but then when the other kid gets mad just grabs onto the other the skinny one and just throws him like his fucking feather um so in that situation the the skinny kid wasn't very smart i mean he didn't really assess the situation it's like oh i'm going to bully this kid because he's afraid of me but that's what bullies do bullies don't assess the because bullies are not smart bullies are a bunch of fucking dumbasses that's why they're bullies because they can't do better And so, bullies also rely very heavily on their strength and fear tactics and to little friends because let's face the facts bullies typically don't do it by themselves the whole that, like yeah yeah that's they're, true they're not so, very good by themselves so growing up in high school i for the most part was that bully um oh wretched yeah were you so, by yourself most of the time when i was bullying someone yes It was never like, hey, guys, let's go do this. It was, no, if I'm fucking with someone, I'm going to fuck with someone. And I think that's it's because they were afraid of you and they didn't respond, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had people that I've, I've been bullying. They fucking go out and wail. And I mean, again, it can come back to the whole, you know, being smart about the situation. Because, yeah, I got my ass beat when I was bullying some people that were way bigger than me, way stronger than me. But at the same time. I mean, yeah, I might not have been smart in that aspect, but I feel like, I mean, what <laughs> right, in that, in that aspect though, but overall, I feel like personally, I feel like I'm, I'm sm- smarter than some of the people uh, that I've gotten in fights with that are stronger than me. And I've gotten my ass kicked. I feel like I'm, I'm better at, you know, um, tactics and everything. And it's just, I've gotten wailed on. And like I said, all, all this that I believe on this whole thing, it's just come from what, what I've seen and how, what I've experienced, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's ultimately what it comes down to. I mean, we work within our, our frame of experience. And that's, no, that, that's, that's what we're here for. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's like it, you you like metal music, right? Yeah. Okay. Mosh pit. Okay, I I I've been in a couple of mosh pits. I get it. There's always that I one. Don't, what what sort of mosh pits have you been to? Like what what reference are you using? I mean, I've been to like Attila. I've been to um, Chelsea Grin concerts. I've been to. Uh, I mean, they aren't that hard, but uh, we came as uh, See, no, that, there's a difference there. Like new, like people who get into or or, or people who n- have no idea of what metal actually is. The marsh pits are not punching each other, not kicking each other, are not fighting. Marsh well, pits are meant for you to just enjoy yourself and let your anger out that you've been building up that's basically what mosh pits do mm-hmm. you're not there to hurt anybody you're, you don't hate anybody there you're probably friends and shit no and I another thing that. every mosh that i've been to when somebody falls you 
stop the whole fucking mosh, pick them up. Are you okay? If the person is okay, continue. If the person is not okay, then just like uh, help them out. But mm -hmm. the mosh continues, but you, you need to help people. So right. like a lot of people have the notion that moshing and shit is just like a, a fight or some shit. It's not a fight. People that are friends and know each other and they're just enjoying themselves. That's basically... No, I, I get that. Uh, I've seen that. For there's this whole idea that. of fucking fight. Like there's, they were literally fighting. They're fighting the air, and then right. some of them get fucking stupid and actually want to fight somebody. Oh, no, like, I, I've seen that too. Punches and and kicking and shit. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why no, don't you I, fucking I go practice in in a room or some shit? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. But, but what I am saying is. You, there is those every once in a while. There are those shows where there's a big dude in the middle, and he's just a straight asshole. And I mean, no one. Well, really I mean, that's him. that's, but that's personal. That's a, a personal thing. You you don't. That's that's not because it's metal or anything. You go to fucking honestly, dude. Hip hop shows have most like most crimes happening. I, I don't doubt that. I really don't doubt that. There's drugs, there's guns, there's gangs, there's all that shit. Right, and no, I, I like hip-hop, I like rap. Not this shit nowadays. This, this fucking, like, trap bullshit, fuck that. That's <laughs> horrible. That's trash. It's <laughs> pure fucking trash. It's like, there's nothing good about it. Literally, the nothing the good about up, it. The only reason I bring up metal is just to make it an area where I feel like we could both, uh, I guess, see from, or, or you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, like, yes, mm -hmm. there are assholes at every concert, no matter what genre, no matter anything like that. But I'm saying, okay. No matter nothing. It's like right. assholes are everywhere. It's it's right. a personal thing. Right. It's just a different but brand. Let, let's say, let, let's, let's just go with this for right now. It's a mosh pit. There, there's asshole guy in the middle. He's big as shit. Probably stronger than 90% of the people there. No one will fuck with him. But the minute one person does fuck with him, they get fucked up. And, let, and the only way to really I, take I down someone like that <laughs> is agree. I disagree with that. Maybe in America, but I've been to a mosh once and I was the big guy that was like knocking. Uh, I knocked like five dudes and then they fucking bundled up against me. They, the five yeah. of them came at me. Strength in numbers. <laughs> they, they, they made me fall. So I don't agree with that. I disagree. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, but again, it, it's like. When you go to them, I, I don't know what kind of, like, I don't know what kind of fucking marshes you went to, but uh, I don't know, dude. That's probably not metal. That's not, that, that, that's not metal. Um, because if there are assholes taking advantage of, of how big they are and shit and, and knocking other people out like they're bowling, bowling pins, then they're not metalheads. They're, they're pieces of shit. And right. there, I mean, there's, I'm not saying there's that. Shit everywhere. And I'm, I'm not saying every metal hat is a good dude because that's a fucking lie. But mm. I'm just saying that every every show that I've been with or that I've been in, it's uh, nothing that no, nothing like that ever happened. And th there was a dude. He was massive, like he was literally fucking tall as fuck and, and chubby, like not super fat or anything. But the dude was like, whoa, fucking tower. And yeah, like if you go against him, if you if you bump him, it's like you're hitting a fucking wall. But it doesn't matter. Just carry on. It's, no, I, mosh I mosh pits are not about competition. It's about having fun. 
No, I, I get that. I completely do. I mean, okay, so 98% of the, the uh, mosh pits I've been to and whatnot, it's it, they've been chill. It's been exactly what you described. But, I mean, every once in a while, you do get the, those dickheads. And I was, that's what I was trying to bring up is the only way to take down one of those dudes that's stronger and bigger than you is to have numbers. And that's if the guy's being a dick, you know? Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Like, the concert I had five dudes come against me was not even a metal show. It was like punk rock. <laughs> it was like it was just a, a normie show, honestly, just a normie festival. So it, it doesn't even matter in that point. Because those dudes there moshing just are were just a bunch of fucking normies. They had they have no idea, um, like and and the reason why I'm saying they're normies is because they knocked me they knocked me down and they didn't they didn't they did not give a fuck. It's like they carried on. No, I get so you. Those are assholes. Those are literal <laughs> fucking assholes. You um, <laughs> you opened up a can of worms, man. No, I no, and again. <laughs> With most of what you're saying, I do agree with. But it comes back to that whole thing of just because there's a rule doesn't mean there can't be an exception. And those are the, yeah. the assholes. And yes, it's yeah. not for a competition. It's not for, you know, it's not meant to be fighting or anything like that. I get that. I, I 100% agree. But if we're coming talking about strength over, let's say, tactics, I mean, okay, no matter how smart someone is, let's say you're the biggest dude out there and you're the strongest one out there. No matter how smart someone is, you're probably going to be able to throw them around, right? I mean, that's, see, that's the thing. Like, if you're smarter than the guy, you probably don't even need to fight. You probably make him cry with words. <laughs> that's the thing. You don't even need to fight if you're the smartest one. I mean, this is true. Like, that's I think that's one of the weapons that are in the arsenal of a person who knows how to maneuver different things is sometimes like your strength comes from your ability to process things and if you know how to hurt someone with words alone you can diffuse a fight it does it won't even come to blows because you hurt that person's pride or ego to the point where they don't even feel confident stepping to you or even like physically assaulting you anymore mm-hmm. and that's that's a scary position to find yourself in if you're a hundred percent confident and your physical ability, and someone shoots that down without having to touch you, that's a whole nother level of strength. No, I get that. But I mean, what if it comes to blows, though? Oh, if it comes to blows, then it's just ultimately, like, what we discussed. Right, because I know, like, uh, and I I know plenty of cops and whatnot, I'm keeping this on cops just because, I mean, that, for me, anyways, just seems the easiest route to go when we're talking about, you Mm -hmm. know, strength over... But, um, so I know plenty of cops, and male and female and honestly all their their goal at the end of the day is to go home for everyone to go home. so i mean as long in my opinion like i said i think if there's a domestic violence call yes i think a man, man should go that's not saying i don't think a woman should go i think yeah a woman should go and if she can defuse the situation cool if she's better defusing the situation cool let her try to defuse it but if it comes to blows the man needs to get up in there and like I said, I'm not taking any, anything away from the woman. I'm not saying she should back up and get out of it. I think she should get in there too. But I think well, that it situation, be- honestly, I think the woman probably brings emotional aspects to that rather than the man just goes in, diffuses the situation and goes back. Mm-hmm. The woman probably just has emotional 
aspects to it. Whereas it's like, oh, f- fuck, I'm this guy's hitting a woman. Oh, I'm, I'm going to fuck you up now. Um, <laughs> so it, it's not just the, the in that situation, it's not just the domestic situation anymore. It's <laughs> it's more shit. It's she's probably going to try to get revenge on him in the, or something like that. It's funny that you say not, that. Because I know. Oh, yeah. No, see, and it, like I said, it's funny that you say that because I know a lot of men who come from domestic violence situations and kind of it's affected their psyche and their development to the point where that's a huge trigger for them. So say they become a police officer and they're called for domestic violence. Of course, no one else knows that that's part of their history, but that's something that they've internalized. So they're called to the scene to, I guess, essentially diffuse or disrupt this domestic violence situation. And they go in thinking like, you know, I've got the training. I can do this. This isn't going to be a problem. But the moment they see that woman's face, it hits them with flashbacks of something that they've seen in their past, either their sister or their mother or someone that they love has been brutalized. That's when the rage starts to come. So all that training that they've had just goes out the window because now it's personal. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening in right, any that's situation. It, that's where it comes down to anger management at that point as well. I, know, oh. I have major anger issues, but I mean, like now it's like in high school they were bad but now it's like okay you know i i got my shit under control you know Mm -hmm. and i think that's a huge part of it too is being able to acknowledge that i'm and i'm talking unisex here men and women have emotional traumas that they go through so being able to come to terms with that or just have support during those times helps with leveling the playing field Women have anger issues also. It just manifests itself differently through maybe depression or crying or sadness. Men have the same thing too, but they've been socialized. Yeah, like they've been socialized that it's okay for a man to be angry and kind of show that. But for a woman, you're not allowed to be angry. You have to take that in silence, internalize that. Well, that's because women kind of take it 10 times you know, to a different level than dudes do. Because dudes like do some yelling, might punch a wall, might punch a hole through a, a door or something. Women just want to kill somebody. Like, yeah. Uh, That's because you know. it's been pent up for so long since we're not allowed to express anger. It manifests itself in different ways. So, I mean, that's that's where that passive aggressive tendency comes from is because we're not allowed to tell you outright how we feel about something. Many times it's kind of like, well, now I got to figure this out a different way. I'm going to get this out one way or another. If I can't do it the way mm-hmm. I want to, it's coming out some some other way. And well, like, this, it's I don't I don't think that that still like validates murder. Oh, heck no. Oh, no, no, no. If we're talking like how it manifests itself, I, no one should murder another person for vengeance. It's it's, wrong. it's nothing like it's nothing irregular. To have uh, a woman who kind of like has some sort of situation in a relationship and, and she attempts to murder the, the dude. That's not a, that's, that's normal, even. That's yeah, and again, a lot. It comes down to societal practices and what you've been, what you've internalized. Like, well, again, even now it's, in society, that, sorry, uh, no, even now in society, it's, um, 
I know men get demonized for for showing any any uh, the slightest bit of rage, and all of a sudden it's oh he needs anger management. Even if yeah. I'm just pissed off for the day, it's mm-hmm. like you know it's like fuck, and I hit a wall. So all of a sudden, oh shit, he needs anger management. It's okay, no, I no, that's that's not it. It's, sorry, you know, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't hurting anybody, you know, yeah, that's true. Wrong. It's mm-hmm. I, I was just pissed off for a minute. <laughs> But it is, it, like now in society, it just seems like everything's getting pushed towards. And I, okay, I, I think everything in society is getting pushed towards. I guess, in a way, and like you were saying, like this modern feminism type of thing. Hmm. And uh, that's that's a that's a difficult um, subject to navigate, only because again, a lot of what people try to perpetuate as feminism really isn't in my opinion like right that's why i just call it modern (laughs) yeah and like that's what i mean i'm i guess my goal is to change the definition or at least centralize it to the point where it's no longer associated with these negative connotations about man hating like women we feminists don't hate men in any sense in fact we're trying to shift the societal approach so that men are validated just as women are like you know how people always go with um like who's the person you support the most or you attribute your positive whatever's to it's it's mothers people are like yes we love our moms but nobody does anything for dad and i think that's wrong both mom and dad if you've been a positive influence on your child's life should get that accreditation like it's it's important for men and women to feel valued and to have their emotional needs met. And we have to shift society into understanding that. So don't demonize a man because he's angry about something. Ask, like, sit him down and say, it's okay. Well, let's talk about this and let's figure it out. Don't demonize a woman because she goes on like this semi-PMS fest or whatever and starts crying about everything. Like, lady, you need to get it together. Like, don't you can find another way to express yourself. I just, I want it to be equity. We give people what they need where they are, and then we build them up to a standard or a baseline that's acceptable for everyone. That's not you. Yeah. I have a little bit of a story though, actually. Um, Okay. Story time. Yeah. It's, it's in regards to this kind of, from what we were just talking Mm -hmm. about. Um, So when I was in high school, like I said, I had a big anger issue. And when I started getting a hold of it, my whole thing was, okay, I'm just going to push all this anger into working out my sports, wrestling, football, all that. And I'm just going to, you know, capitalize on everything when I'm pissed off. And that's where, I mean, I put all my energy. So at that point, when you're tired, you really can't be that upset about something. You're too tired to be upset about something, you know? So mm-hmm. that, that's what I did. So I'd stay after, like, if there was no football practice, there's no wrestling practice, anything like that, I'd stay after, after school and work out in the weight room. So I worked out there as long as I could, like until legit someone came in and was like, hey, you got to leave. <coughs> Sorry. No, but that mm-hmm. uh, that happened for weeks. And then finally I got called into the office and they're saying, yeah, I need to um, I need to go to anger management, this and that. And apparently someone had, had called to the office and saying I got pissed off and I went right, right to the weight room. And that's from what that they told me is that's what was the cause for me to needing anger, anger management. Uh-huh. 
So okay. I feel like that's that thing is like is if someone's taking care of it and it's not in a destructive manner, what what's the point, you know? Yeah, I think ultimately what they came to grips with is that they identified it as, you know, because you're expressing your anger in a relatively constructive way, you're treating a symptom as opposed to treating the cause of your anger. So I guess I can only imagine that they were trying to find the root cause or get you in a place where you could talk about what what was making you angry and how can we get rid of this so that you don't have to be angry anymore. Because I think what you were doing was very constructive and beneficial to you because you felt that it was a way of coping with the anger you were feeling. But ultimately, it wouldn't change why you were angry. No, I get it. I mean, like... Like, like, like you said, it was very concerned. Like, I went from this is my first year at the school, and I barely started playing sports here, and all of a sudden I made it was starting. All of a sudden, like in a, like a month or so, and mm-hmm. like you said, it was very constructive. But it's like it, it's the whole thing of social um, normities, I guess. Is yeah. men, for the most part, don't talk about their their feelings, don't talk about their issues. They just deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. which I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I don't think it's a good thing. I think however you got to deal with it, you deal with it. And if that means talking, talk. But uh, if that means, you know, when you're pissed off, do what you got to do. Take a walk. Go fucking, you know. Or just get wasted. Work out. <laughs> Stop. I don't know about that. I mean, I've done that a couple times, but I don't, I don't vouch for it. But um, <laughs> do, do what you got to do to an extent, I guess. Um, but, you know, to where you're not pissed off anymore. And I mean. I think that I think it's kind of redundant to say, "Oh, come here, let's try to figure out why you're upset." When no, um, society's telling me I don't talk about my feelings. I know, you know? and that's the biggest change I want to see. Because me, want... and... oh, good. Oh no, I was just saying that's that's what I want to see. Because I want there to be this shift in understanding that it's okay. Like you're not going to be demonized. You're not going to be ostracized for how you feel because we can work through it. And that's for everyone, women too, everybody. We need to talk about these things and come to an understanding. Well, I feel like it's not really a gender thing, honestly. Like I said, I said for the most part, and it, for the most part, it is the rule, but there are exceptions to the rule, like I said, the previous topic. But it's like, mm-hmm. I think however you have to deal with it, because ultimately it is you know, kind of hard to go just on gender at this point, because everyone has different... Uh, different life experiences and stuff like that on how they cope mm-hmm. with their problems. So I feel like however you got to deal with your issues and it's not destructive, deal with it. Because like mm-hmm. me personally, I'm, I don't talk. Me and my wife, we get in an argument, whatever. I'm shutting down. I'm going to go do what I got to do. My wife sits there and talks. And it's like, I, I don't want to talk. This is what I'm going to do. You know? Yep. Just get wasted. Oh, jeez, no. <laughs> Stop. It, it's happening tonight. No, you guys. Hell yeah, dude, same. I'm going to get oh, wasted God. again. Alcoholism, like, <laughs> here I go again. <laughs> no, so, I'm sorry, but like, I this, this might sound really bad, but I've gotten this thing because I'm, I'm actually sick right now. But um, so I've gotten this thing where I went over to my buddy's house and I was sick. I was sick as a dog. And he's like, hey, try some of this whiskey. And I was like, no, I'm sick, this and that, I'm all stuffed up, I'm good, I'll I'll wait until I'm cleared up, and then I'll I'll drink. He was like, dude, this will clear you up. And then I was like, all right, screw it, I'll take a drink, I'll just try it. And I was like, do you want to finish the glass? If you can, I kind of took that as a challenge, and I finished Mm -hmm. the glass. 
and I was like, See, yeah, I can this and that. And then I, I was opened up. I was cleared up all that good stuff. The next day I, I wasn't sick anymore. So <laughs> ever since then, I, I've Dude, it's alcohol, man. Alcohol yeah, burns germs. that shit. Yeah. Exactly. So be- ever since then, I've, I've actually started drinking when I'm sick. So for the last three nights, Hell I've been yeah, drinking. Dude. Drink well, I mean, that's, that's like old medicine type stuff, too. Because have you guys ever had a hot toddy? A what? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's what? basically you're drinking tea with a splash of bourbon in it. And it's supposed Yo, what'd to you help. Say? Oh, a hot toddy. Oh, I thought you said a hot titty. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, a hot toddy. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of that either, but it's like I don't. I think it's um, if I'm. Ah, I don't want to say where it from comes from because honestly, I don't know, and I don't want to get it wrong. But it's basically an old time remedy for colds. Um, is to have tea and then add some honey and like a shot of bourbon, and it's supposed to like help clear you up and open everything and just make you feel better. So if you ever get a cold, mm. boil yourself up a hot toddy. Dude, oh my god, I know we're off on a tangent, but you know you know what'll really clear you up is some um actual like not the shit you buy in stores, but the actual moonshine. That should clear you oh up. My god, you mean I've never had moonshine, but I oh, it's dude. very appealing, dude. I want to have moonshine. Oh no. It, it is an experience. I mean, I have a pretty high level of tolerance but it put me on my ass like mm-hmm. that's like 98 percent alcohol that stuff is like straight rubbing alcohol Hell oh yeah, god bro. no Dude, no, no. Yeah, brother hey you want to have oh, a good no. time like okay because all my friends like okay 90 percent 90 percent of my friends are where does goddamn moonshine at brother yeah, ninety percent of them are lightweights compared to me. So I brought you know moonshine to a party. And my whole thing was I'm not responsible for whatever happens to you. Like I don't know what's gonna happen to me. So do it if you want. And so a couple of us tried it, and dude, I have never seen these guys so drunk. I mean, me either to that to that point. And it was just like, holy fuck. <laughs> So oh is moonshine what what's what sort of drunk does moonshine give you? Because there's different types of drunk or, or being drunk, and certain ab- certain beverages have different types of of you know you, you get drunk differently. Uh, no, no, so for example, like uh, wine gets me sleepy as hell. Um, beer gives me energy, sort of like I get very talkative, I guess, um, and. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But I think no, I, be- different I beverages give you different types of, you know, drunk. No, oh, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. No, like, so vodka for me, I turn into a violent drunk. Like, all, I, I've drank vodka before at a party and I started picking fights with people. I mean, not saying it's no a shit, good thing. Dude, you're just drinking yeah. alcohol with water, basically. I hate but, vodka. Um, it fucking tastes awful. Like, yeah, I don't it's like it. basically uh, water with with fucking alcohol, dude. What do you mean? Like, how do people drink that shit? I don't know. Uh, I only Russians drink it because it's the only that alcohol. Shit at breakfast. Like, how do you do that? But no, I feel like like yeah, vodka makes me violent. Um, whiskey, for the most part, I'm I'm pretty chill. I'm usually an outgoing, happy guy. Um, uh, for the most part, all alcohol makes me tired. I get really sleepy unless I'm at a party or something when I drink. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, whiskey. I'm usually like a talkative, more more charismatic, I guess you could say. 
I think that's if you drink by yourself, you'd have tendencies of getting sleepy because you don't have anybody to talk. Um, And yeah, you just, you just get sleepy. You need, so that you keep the, so that you keep the, the, your your pace up. So that when you're drunk, you keep yourself like aware and shit. You need to be talking. You need to be putting out energy uh otherwise you just get sleepy just like it's it's just sleep medicine i don't think aware and drunk can go to can go together in the same sentence without the other <laughs> words is not in between them just because, okay so i've been at a party and same same part okay so for the most part i hang out with the same group. you have to understand there's different types of being drunk there's being drunk is is like the last state of being drunk right. uh, no, first get, get tipsy and then you get you know, sort of like you start getting a little bit more, you know, social, talkative and shit, and then you get drunk. So it is buzz, buzz, tipsy, drunk, and then drunk. Yeah. And then basically wasted fucking. I've got a question. Mm -hmm. I know everyone has them. I want to know your guys' drunk stories from you, the most drunk. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. So, okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is good. funny or sad, but all right. So when I was, yeah, it was during my, my alcoholic days. Um, I used to, I used to do a course uh, and basically I just got drunk and then I went to uh, a place to cafe, basically a cafe or a bar, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, basically it's like a cafe, but it stays up late basically like up to 4 a.m 5 a.m stuff like that um so i was there with some some dudes from the course and i was fucking wasted so i was like not not fucking wasted but basically getting there Mm -hmm. i was drunk i was drunk i was nicely drunk i was flirting with every single female there Uh (laughs) with their boyfriends right next to them uh <laughs> some of them were like, all right, this dude's drunk and shit, so I'm gonna disregard. Um, there was this dude actually that kind of wanted to talk to me. So I put my hands right behind my back, kind of like getting ready. All right, you fucking you fucking push me, I'm gonna throw a punch at you, motherfucker. Uh-uh. So he's like, yeah, why are you flirting with my girl? She's my girl and shit. And I'm like, well, dude, I'm fucking drunk. What do you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't condone what I did, but it was funny. Anyway, oh so <laughs> that's so <laughs> anyway, great. <laughs> so basically, when it was time to go, um, the guys, like one of the guys actually had like a, a place for me to sleep in his basement. And I didn't want to sleep in his basement. Uh, so I basically slept outside. <laughs> um, but the funny thing about this story is I went to this. It's the Central Park in that city. And there's a little lake in there in the, in the center of the, of the park. I don't know if I got thrown into the lake or if I just fell asleep and woke up in the lake. But I fell asleep. I, I woke up swimming in the lake what the hell oh i'm surprised you didn't drown uh same same and you know what i woke up looked around it was raining i thought i I thought the fucking place was 
getting flooded. And I started yelling, help, help, all over the place. No one, no one actually came. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> fuck was going on in my mind. I was really fucking wasted. So I, I swam to the, um, I swam to get out of it. And when I got out of it, I just looked around and I, I realized I actually f- fell asleep into a lake. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this is weird. All right. There's no floods. Everything's fine. There's just, it's just raining. Okay, then continue. So, uh, yeah, I went to a uh, fucking bathroom or some shit and I fell asleep there. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, do you guys remember Four Locos? Oh, yeah. Mm, I'd never had one, but I, I, I saw a guy drinking that on the live stream. Oh, I had God. one for the first time a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, Back when Four Locos first made their appearance, I guess, on the East Coast. Uh, This was back in my college days with my first boyfriend. We were all, like, he had a party at his parents' house. And at that point, you know, I didn't drink as much, or I just started drinking. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, I know I like fruity things or mixed drink things because hard alcohol makes my stomach hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Four Locos were really popular because they came in these big old cans that look like monster energy drinks, and they came yep. in various flavors. So I decided, you know, maybe, I don't know, a raspberry one would be good. I hate watermelon. I hate all the other disgusting flavors that they had. So And that she, shit has a bunch of alcohol in it. It's like 14%, oh yeah. isn't it? Oh, and then it has, it's mixed with energy drinks. So it's kind of like having a Red Bull and vodka or whatever. But it's, it's the best thing to destroy your system, is what it is. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, like, oh. it's like taking NyQuil with coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I didn't really put two and two together at the time because I was a dumb kid. But he bought a whole bunch of them for the party. And he was one of those people that liked to challenge people all the time. He encouraged people to get just out of their mind wasted because he just thought it was funny to see what people would do. Myself included. Oh my God, myself included. So he's like, here, I got one for you. And I'm like, this is a lot. He's like, no, no, let's see if you can drink it. Yeah, come on, let's see. And you know, I don't like being challenged. So I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see if I can drink it. I got halfway through it and basically started running all over the place. <laughs> like I started I'm doing- I'm imagining push-ups. that chair right now. It's funny as well. <laughs> I started doing push-ups and crunches. And it got to the point where I kind of just was in this hyper workout mode and nobody could (laughs) snap me out of it. I'm like, I would go from one circuit exercise to another and I was doing crunches and I guess he couldn't snap me out of it. So he got the hose and sprayed me down to kind of snap me out of it. And like everybody thought that shit was hilarious. So the next morning when I woke up, my hair was wet. I was wet and I was in so much pain because I guess I'd overused my body because I don't normally I like I work out responsibly, but I pushed myself. I was paralyzed (laughs) because my entire body felt like it was shattered. I could not. You you had half of it, half, half of a can. And that's what happened. What a lightweight. Uh, Listen, that's good. That's good because like you drink a a little bit. Uh, I mean, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, and funny enough, I remember this. 
That's not that funny. I had any control over it, but I remember this entire scenario and I vowed never to touch one of those. And shortly after it became illegal, I think. Like you couldn't sell four locos anymore. Where 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 are you from? Pennsylvania. They're still legal here in California. Yeah, mm mm. East Coast hit hard and they I don't ah. know if they made it legal again, but stores were like not allowed to sell it anymore because of different situations quite similar to mine, but mostly people having alcohol poisoning from trying to drink multiple ones in one sitting. Drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, well, well, responsibly for me is not oh. half a can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, how, how is is drinking responsible? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, half a can is it's not even a full thing. I mean, right? Well, you, you, you probably can have one pint, and that's it. Uh, well, I think at that time I was. I'm still five foot three, but at the time I was five foot three and 125 pounds. So that might have been a factor in there. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah. Lightweight, basically. Hey, hey. That's funny. All right. You're mm. too wretched. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So mine was my bachelor party. Um, you, oh, you, have, you guys, have you guys ever went to Dave and Buster's? Yes, you, I love Dave and Buster's. You know what it is? Okay. Do you, Pullian? Uh, n- what? No idea. Oh, so man. We it's, it's an arcade, but they have bars in there. Okay. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's, right. it's, an, it's an arcade for an adults. For adults. Um, so we went there for my bachelor party. And I didn't, I don't think, I don't think I bought half. So, okay. So we went to Hooters first. I didn't buy anything oh. there. Yeah. How old were you when when uh, this happened? Uh, twenty one. Oh, so that was like last year. Yeah, like a year, year and a half ago. And like that. you missed number <laughs> when when your uh, story happened. Uh, no comment. <laughs> no, I take that. My mom was too. You were not even old enough to drink. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry, wretched. Carry on. No, it's okay. Um, no, um, yeah, we went there. And do you guys know those um, those jump rope um, arcade? Oh games yeah, yes. With the lights. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I okay. Like I said, at Hooters, I didn't buy anything. My friends bought everything, and I was a little tipsy from from there. Um, and then I went to Dave and Buster's, and I started drinking immediately. Um, I brought like 300 bucks with me, three, three, 400 bucks with me. Um, well, let me just tell you this. When I woke up, I had five bucks maybe. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, I, I was drinking and all that. And then what I, next thing I know, I'm playing like the jump rope game. And, oh my God. Um, I'm, all right. You know, I'm getting at this and that. My buddy comes over, my best friend, he comes over, Hey, stop jumping. And I keep going. I'm like, no, 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 but I've got it. You know, no, stop jumping. And no, I got it. I got it. Just trust me. He's like, no, stop jumping. He holds my shoulders down and I'm stop, stop jumping. I'm playing the demo. <laughs> and I look around. I look around and there's a bunch of kids looking at me. There's a bunch of like, adults just laughing. And at this point, I'm probably plastered. And then the next thing I remember after that is walking out and I fell off of the curb. Oh, no. <laughs> Oof. 
Oh, I was walking at an angle, mind you. Like, I, I was not walking straight. I was fucked up. Like, beyond all belief. And then oh. I, I remember looking over to my right, and there's a cop there. And he it was like, hey, don't let him drive, like, in a joking manner. And then kind of helped me <laughs> in the car. I got to the car. I, I felt fine. I was like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And the next thing I know, I feel wind on my face. Oh, man. And we're on the side of the freeway, and I'm throwing up outside of the car. Oh. <laughs> and um, and so I get back in the car, and then as soon as the door closes, I'm out again. And the next thing I remember after that is coming to, my door goes flying open, and then my buddy pushes me out of, like, a lifted truck. What the hell? Yeah, and apparently I was throwing up in the car. Oh. Um, and he pushed me out. I thought I caught myself. My friends told me I didn't. Um, I look, I look behind, like to the right and I see like cop lights and I'm like, oh fuck, what'd we do? And, uh, (laughs) so apparently from what I was told, they, uh, checked everyone's IDs, all that good shit. And they pulled over because we were pulled over and yeah, I threw up on the side of the road there. And, um, the next morning. I had woken up at like six. For some reason, I was like, I woke up like six in the morning, and I fucking crashed right back to sleep right after I threw up. Woke up oh again God. at like four in the evening, and <laughs> so I was like, all right, I need to get up. I need to get a shower. All this, I feel like shit. So I went, took a shower, and as I'm in the shower, I just start throwing up again. I'm like, Fuck. oh, good lord, what did they give you? Oh, apparently oh, they didn't give me anything. Apparently, I bought myself three, four hundred dollars worth of stuff. But, oh my god. Um, yeah. So no, it was uh it was bad. And then like it was so bad where like I was leaning out of the shower. I don't know why, but I was leaning out of the shower over a trash can and I was yelling for my uh or now wife and to come in, to come here for a minute and she wasn't here. She was home. Oh. And at the time her cousin lived with us. Mm-hmm. And so her cousin cracked the door, she said, Hey, is everything okay? I'm like, No, I need someone to rub my back. I don't know why, I just rub my back. And, oh, uh, <laughs> so okay. This all started because, like, the first time I ever got like plastered around my my now wife, she rubbed my back one time. And I felt great. So <laughs> my wife's cousin comes in, and it's it's funny as shit. She's like, "I'm trying to look away. This now, I don't give a shit. Just rub my back. I don't care what you see. Nothing. Just rub." <laughs> and, and that that was like for a good fifteen minutes until I was done throwing up. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, apparently that's really soothing for people. My ex used to like that too. And I'm like, yeah, oh, like, okay, I don't know what this is, but all right. <laughs> I don't know. It goes from like, I have to throw up, I have to throw up, and then the, rubbing, the back rubbing starts, and it's like, okay, I don't have to throw up anymore. Fair enough. I, 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 whatever I, works. I never throw up, dude. Unless I, I make it like an insane fucking mix of drinks, I don't throw up at all. Oh, last time I threw up, I was like fucking, I think I was 17 or 18 years old. So it's been over 10 years and it was because, yeah, it was because I mixed. Okay. Now I'm lying. Actually, when I was alcoholic, I had one day that I, I, I didn't have anything in my stomach other than alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, yeah, I was, I went to the bar with, with some girls and uh i i take a sip of a beer and i throw up a little bit 
as soon as I take the sip, I like let it out. Um, but one thing that I, I meant to ask is like America's so strict with IDs. Like, they is are. it everywhere the same thing? Uh, for the most part, I mean, you have different establishments that relax and others. Like, unfortunately, in college towns, they're not as strict because they know that people are going to be, you know, going. They don't check to see if it's a fake ID or not, but they understand the culture surrounding it. So it's not too strict, but in many cases, it depends on the institution. Because mm. here in Portugal, it's like nobody gives a fuck. Um <laughs> Like I, back in back in the day when I started drinking at the age of 12, started drinking alcohol, but not like alcoholic. I, I was I, I was 18 when I became an alcoholic. But um, basically, when I started drinking when I was 12, there was the, the owner of a bar was basically the most popular bar in town. And he was he he didn't sell me booze because he knew that I was not 16 because at the time it was 16, the age to to start drinking that you were allowed to drink. Hmm. Um, yeah. And and, and um, so but it, that, that was because he knew me and he knew my family. So he kind of was aware. But everywhere else is like, fuck it, dude, <laughs> like tobacco. Tobacco was also 16. And, you know, I would buy when I was 12. I don't condone wow. that, honestly, because I think, yeah, it's like if you prohibited uh, and you didn't allow that shit to be like, uh, you know, if, if you didn't allow that shit, probably you, you people would, like kids would either not smoke or I don't know, it would be because they're prohibited. They would try to, to do worse. I don't I don't fucking know. But I think it should be it should be prohibited, at least smoking like drinking is. I think drinking is all right, but smoking uh, should be prohibited at least until you're like 18 years old and you can fucking afford your own tobacco. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, otherwise, it's like, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. E e vape, vape the same thing. E vape, the, I think, should be the same thing. It should be at least like 18 years old to do the, the vaping thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, it's like. When I turned 16, I went to that bar and I was like, motherfucker, give me all the booze. But yeah, it's like, I think it's 18 now, nowadays, the minimum that you have to be to drink and, and smoke. But um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I've, I've, I have never like in those situations, I've never been asked my ID ever. I, I, I also look way older than i actually am um hmm. so so quick question always, huh go, no, go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say uh, i've always looked older than i actually am and sounded as well no no i was just gonna say now knowing how it is over there um misnomer or <laughs> well you actually what do you guys think about the whole alcohol age limit here being 21 <sighs> well i mean seems like it doesn't make a difference over here <laughs> because if you're right. gonna get alcohol you're gonna get alcohol so i mean are you as far as like disciplinary action legally? no no just the law on you have to be 21 in order to drink legally uh, honestly i mean it doesn't seem to matter so i think 
Um, it seems like there's a large, I guess, a pool of data that suggests that a lot of kids around high school age start drinking either like because of a friend's influence or that they have access to alcohol because they have older friends who get it for them. And as long as they have a house party or something that doesn't have a noise complaint, nobody really knows about it. And you can't stop something you don't know about. So even though you have to legally be 21 to purchase alcohol and consume it, if they don't know about it, it doesn't matter. So I'm, I'm thinking like it should be dropped to 18 for the simple understanding that Kids are going to get alcohol. I think they should be punished when they're found to have alcohol. But I'm not sure what the what the extent of the law is if you're found to have al- possession of alcohol and you're underage. I've never experienced I, that, so I don't really know how that works. But I know you're not supposed to. I think, at least here in California, I think it's, let's say if I'm caught drinking and I'm not at home or whatever... Then they call my, they take me down, call my parents, all that good shit. Um, but I mean, like, I, I have, I agree, but with a different reason. I think it should be okay. eighteen, just because, just because, if you're old enough to go into the military and die for a country, you should be old enough to drink. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I understand that logic. Mm, okay. I agree. All right. Yeah. yeah I was just cause, curious. Because that makes sense. I mean, yeah. If you, yeah, if you can serve your country at eighteen and die. You should be able to have some kind of, I guess, recreational activity. Although, I think they should maintain the disciplinary standard when it comes to, like, someone who's drinking and driving. Right, no, you're, yeah, I get you're, that. Like, you're in danger. You get your license at 16, or you're allowed to get your license at 16 here. So Yeah, here it's should... 18 as well. Oh, no, it's 18 there, it's 16 here. Yeah, yeah you think... have to be 18 to drive in Portugal. Oh no! Most, most of Europe. Yeah, oh, no, I was just 16 about to say that a lot of European countries have it reversed, where you could drink at sixteen, but you can't drive until you're eighteen. Which I think is funny, because if you're already drinking, well, I, I guess that makes sense because by the time you're eighteen, if you've been drinking since you were sixteen, you've developed some kind of tolerance or understanding of your limits, so you can apply. No, no, no! That. Drinking nowadays is eighteen as well. Drinking and, and smoking oh. is eighteen. So, oh. yeah, it's a, a few years ago they changed that. It used to be back in my day when you know <laughs> when I was twelve and fourteen and shit. It was sixteen, but a few years ago they changed the the minimum age. You have to be eighteen oh. to no, smoke we, and drink. We need dice here so I can say that every once in a while. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, driving is also 18. So 18 is basically like over here, we, you are 18, you are practically an adult, which I doubt, I, I don't agree with that. You don't, you're not an adult when you're 18 years old. You're a teenager yeah. still. I you're agree. Not, you're not an adult. Yeah, no, I agree I think I, I think they shouldn't change. I actually think 21 is a good number for, for that sort of shit. I, th- I don't think they should change it to 18 when you can go off into, you know, the military stuff. I think they should that I should change that all of that shit to 21 or 22 or something like that, because you're not an adult at 18 years old. You are mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. You are not. You I was I was I was a dumb teenager back then. I was not an adult. You're you gotta think you're, of, at that age. you're not working. Well, I mean, it depends on who's 
of course it depends on on the life of people some people are start working when they're 14 or 15 back in the day anyways because i think you have to be 18 nowadays to to like work but um but i, I think, think mm-hmm. you don't you're not an adult when you're when you're 18 years old oh no not at all actually ratchet you, you're just starting to hit adulthood you are just starting to hit adulthood i mean 22. yeah b- being 22 i uh... I don't know. Of course, you I, already I, have a daughter and everything. Right. But. No, I think, honestly, a lot of it has to depend on, A, how you're raised. Because, again, like you said, like, even over here, like you really couldn't get a job until you were 16. And mm-hmm. even then, it was hard to find a job for oh, yeah. 16 years. So when I, when I was growing up, I've ever since I can remember, to be honest, I've been working on something. And not it hasn't been like an actual full-on job. But it's actually been, you know, because I, I lived out in the in the country for a while. So any farmers around, I'd help them. Any uh, anything like that, you know, ranchers, farmers, anything like that. I'd, you know, my parents, said, no, you're gonna go. You're gonna see if they need any help. This and that. You're gonna go do it. So I, you know, went over and did it. And I mean, ninety percent of the time, they paid me as if it were an actual job. So I mean, mm-hmm. I think part yeah, of it has to do with how you were raised. It's basically just helping with a reward. I, in my opinion, I don't consider right, that. But Right, but in a situation where you can't get a job that young, I mean, it's the best you can do. And I mean, I think part of it has to do with that. No, I agree with that. But the thing is, a job is different. Like, helping with a reward is still helping with a reward because if you're feeling bad or something, you can miss it. Or maybe you can can talk to the guys and say, hey, I'm kind of sick today, so maybe like down the, the chores a little bit. A job, you have responsibilities that you have to meet and you have to be there always and you have to be responsible. So a job is completely different in that sense. No, I get you. And that, that wasn't how it was with my parents. But no, um, yeah, no, it's just like, I, I think it has a lot of different factors. So you got to think at one point, they, they consider adults being like 14, 15. So I think, right. honestly, it kind of has to do with society. It kind of also has to do with how you were raised. Because back then, I guarantee... You know, 14, 15 year olds were a lot more mature, a lot more, you know, all that than they are now. So I think it honestly has to do with the time, has to do with society, has to do with how you're raised. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I, you, I think no matter what, you have to have a standard on, okay, at this age, you are legally an adult. And honestly, I think where it's at now, 18, is, in my opinion, I think, I think it's, you know, a good stepping stone. And I, I think if people don't raise their kids, to that that standard then what you know like why are we punishing the people who have raised their kids to that standard or those people that have been raised to that standard because of these other people you know mm-hmm. but that's just my take on it yeah, yeah i agree so- with that all right well that sounds like a good place for us to end our podcast today guys what do you think yeah i, I can see that Definitely. um we, there's a lot of topics we didn't really discuss because we just went on a rant with, with the whole, like, the fighting thing and the, the, the booze stuff, <laughs> uh, which is okay, I guess. But so I think we can use some of these, these topics for because I actually want to talk about this, this competition thing uh, with the gamers and stuff. I actually want to talk about that. So, um, yeah, we, we can get new topics, but, but we can also 
bring some of the old topics is some of these are good. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people actually have, have been talking about the like the church abuse and shit. Uh, I see Dice actually mentioned abuse within the church. Uh, I also um, I also mentioned that uh, Catholic Church faces ongoing sex abuse crisis. So, yeah. All right. I think we should end it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Miss Nomer, you want to you want to call the end there? All right, so this concludes our episode of Maze of Thoughts. So let's say goodbye, everyone. Apollyon. Yeah, see you guys next weekend. Uh, hopefully not hungover. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Richard. See you guys next week. Don't drink too much. <laughs> and with that, that ends our podcast for today. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs>